all these people where they went to high school, where they got their angle, where they waited table, still call me brother like Cain and Abel, and see all those old men, how they get so swollen, I got so many broke friends who say I owe them when we were children. Welcome everybody, welcome back uh, to Art Bell is Dead, or whatever we're calling this these days. Um, tonight, uh, what we're going to be doing is listening to um, some old hobo, to unold hobo safe camp virtual campfire podcast, uh, but we'll get into that uh, in a few minutes. Before we get started though, I want to talk to you a little bit about maybe what we're going to be doing here with this open lines radio, I think is what at least I'm unofficially calling it. Um, Holly and I, I'm sure, will um, brainstorm and come up with something else. So what we're uh, looking to do is expand our programming out a little bit from just our Sunday night uh, open lines, which we're still going to do Sunday night open lines every Sunday. And if you, we really want to talk to you. That's th those are the nights we want to bring guests in and uh 
anything you want to talk about, really. If you want to talk about something, send me a message, and we'll probably design a show for you, <laughs> to be on it, just to talk to you, because we just want to talk to as many of you beautiful, random people out there as we can, and hear as many of your stories as possible. So please send me a DM at artbellisdead on Instagram or artbellisdead at gmail.com and let's um, set something up. All you have to have is a Skype account. It's really easy. And I just realized I'm talking really fast. When Holly's not sitting beside me, <laughs> I just kind of go off the rails. Um, so I'm going to bring it back down. So that's one thing is open lines every Sunday 9 p.m. I want to keep everything at 9 p.m. because uh, I just like I like talking to the the insomniacs I like I like being a voice that's for the people laying in bed uh, who are thinking about their shitty day and they just want to tune out for a minute to something completely different than what's available in the mainstream right now so um, I think also on Mondays I'm going to be doing a m music show, um, like Monday Night Music. Is that too cheesy to to, uh, to do Monday Night Music? <laughs> I don't know. I think it might be, but I think I'm going to do it anyway. Um, just, you know, just have something different. Like, why not? While you're drifting off to sleep, you can drift off to the subtle uh, tunes of my playlist. Uh, I don't know. It's not as romantic as it used to be when you were spinning records or whatever. But I don't know. I'm just babbling. Um, and then on Tuesdays, I think what we'll be, we're going to do something, I think Holly is going to do something, she's working some things out, um, it's going to be a really great thing, I can't exactly go into that one yet, because, um, it's, it's not be, it hasn't been finalized, and, and, uh, but Tuesday nights will be something as well. Wednesday nights and Thursday nights, it's going to just be radio silence for now. Uh, Friday nights will be back here with me. For another episode of Hobo Safe Camp's Virtual Campfire. And then, uh, you know, no, everyone's got shit they're doing Saturday. So Saturday's nothing. Back to Sunday open lines. Doesn't that sound great? I know it does. It sounds great. So, anyway. <laughs> it's like, you can connect live every single time. 9 p.m. Pacific. That's midnight on the Eastern Coast. And so, for you guys who are having a hard time sleeping, just listen there are ways to listen live if you're listening now you've figured it out um, if you're listening to a replay and you don't know how to listen live all you have to do is go to the link in my instagram bio or which is also www.artbellisdead.com and there is a player right at the top of the screen and if you're on your mobile app on your phone you have to actually hit play if you're on the uh the internet it should start automatically um, so that's a one way. Another way is you can go to Mixler. Um, there's a link on that. You go to artbellisdead.com and you hit the participate on Mixler uh, button. And you can go there and you can listen live there. You can download the Mixler app and you can follow or subscribe. And so you always get the updates of when we're live. And you can listen to that. And uh, yeah, those are the ways. And to listen back, you can always listen on Mixler and you can listen on SoundCloud. So download those apps and uh, listen whatever is the the most convenient for you. Um, these, the capabilities we have to connect right now are, it's like, I always, like, I, I feel like I've been saying this for years, like, <laughs> it just keeps, like, I'm continuing to amaze me that um, we can connect in the way we're connecting right now. Uh, what I'm going to be doing, I can't, when we do our live show on Mondays, it's kind of hard because there's a lot going on talking to guests, but 
um, if you go to if you go to artbellisdead.com and you click the participate live on Mixler link, you can there's a live chat and the live chat goes on whether I'm in there or not. So on Sundays I'm not in there, but tonight's on tonight where we're gonna play this uh, replay of a podcast. Then um, I'll be in there. So if you want to chat, um, feel free to pop in and uh, say whatever you want to say. I, I hope it's good. I don't I don't want to fight with you. Don't fight with me. Okay. All right, Hobo Safe Camp. What is Hobo Safe Camp? Uh, Hobo Safe Camp was a um, idea I came up with a few years ago, and it always was kind of meant, at least not always. When I first started, it was it was an idea that was going to be in ether. Hobo Safe Camp was like this ether safe camp. I didn't originally intend for it to be like in the physical world. I always thought of it as this place where ideas could gather. And what I really loved about Instagram was that uh, we could meet uh, in the in the comment section of posts and and, and meet each other there. And um, I don't know, like something happened where I thought, let's make it a real thing. And I tried to make it this real thing, but it seemed like every time I tried to pull hobo safe camp into the physical world like it was always met with some pretty dark energies um it was always met with resistance and i know like there are people that say you should like push through that you know but like sometimes you also have to realize when like maybe the universe is telling you you've you're on the wrong path and so what hobo safe camp is now is just is just it's it's an, a memory basically and what's more ethereal than that However, I did this little podcast called the Virtual Campfire Podcast, and some pretty amazing people came by to talk to me. And I hate to think of them buried in the archives of the internet somewhere. And I hope this doesn't sound vain, but I've kind of been binge listening to my own podcast. And goddamn, these radiant beings that I've had the pleasure of talking with are such powerful energies. Every one of them. And they really, they don't deserve to be buried under a blanket of time. They deserve to be heard. Um, and so that's why they're here. That's why you're going to hear it tonight. So, bump, here they are. They're back. Uh, they're, and the thing is, is it's more relevant than the day it was originally recorded. It's crazy. Uh, what we're going to listen to tonight is the very first episode of the virtual podcast that I recorded back in May of 2016. And I was joined by Dudley Riggs. And he calls himself a contactee slash joyrider and he's going to describe it in this so I'm not going to go too much into it but it's really weird <laughs> that uh, this here I never met Dudley before um, I had I put out a, po a post on Instagram saying that I was starting this podcast and I just wanted to talk to whoever wanted to talk about whatever that whoever wanted to talk about who whatever they wanted to talk about and he replied and he came on and I talked to him and I really haven't really had much contact with him since. It just kind of this thing happened and I things got rolling along and I I didn't even really remember the conversation just because like it was the very first one. And in my head like things were kind of had gone wrong because I was still learning the technology, but when I went back and listened to it the other day, it's so good. Like the things he says are so good. It like you're really going to love this. And I don't know, I'm going to just get it get it started because it's just so good. So anyway, here we're gonna. Here it is. This was recorded in May of 2015. This was the first 
episode of the Virtual Campfire Podcast, and this is Dudley Riggs. You can find him on Instagram. He is at DoRight137. And uh, he's really cool. I think you're really going to like this. So um, let's pick up the beautiful tin can telephone that connects us all through time and space and listen to the words of this beautiful human, Dudley Riggs. Ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. Ain't got no one to love me. No place to call my home. Yeah, Why don't you tell us who you are? <laughs> <laughs> Because you know what? I don't even know your real name. <laughs> okay, that's a probably a good place to start. Uh, my my given name is uh, Dudley Graham Riggs. Um, I was born in Maryland and uh, 46 years old. Um, I'm a, a contactee joyrider for most of my life. Um, I've found that to be the case. What does that What does that mean? Exactly. Uh, intelligences from other planets um, have been interested in playing with me for my whole life, um, and it didn't didn't really know it until a few years back, about ten years ago. Um, I was in a I was in a car accident when I was about seventeen, and I burned deep third and deep second degree burns to my feet and hands, 12% of my body, uh, as well as like from the seatbelt lost 14 inches of my small intestine. And at the time it kind of was kind of sucked, but it's now like such a blessing, such a powerful really? experience. And, you know, loss of four toes, loss of, I burned all the skin off my right foot. And, so I, I, I got sick about, it was about 10 years ago, I was living in California and I got, I got just during the kind of the crash when everything was going, going nutty and I was started a business out there selling bio-based uh, powdery mildew and pest control essentially to the cannabis industry. Okay. And it was a really stressful time and I got sick uh, where I just bled a lot of blood oh, wow. out 60%. Uh, to to emergency room, and then I kind of fell into. I went to the Berkeley Psychic Institute, um, just kind of fell into it and started to to work there. And one of the most magical. I mean, it was it was, it was actually so incredible, man. Um, the my right foot, which is the one that took the uh, the most of the burns, and it's completely reconstructed. You know, it's all grafted skin. It was normally bright purple and swollen. You know, that was uh -huh. kind of normal. You know, they told me at the time of the accident, you have 75% circulation. That's about it. And so I just kind of got you, you know, I did the best that I could. And I found that when we were opening up the vortice, the energy, the chakras on the bottoms of the feet, like the right foot was painful. And it, it was definitely a little bit painful. And um, soon after that, if, after it was open, I found that when my foot was bright purple and swollen, all I needed to do was kind of put my foot not in the air, but on the ground. Uh, the doctors would say put it in the air. 
and and put it on the ground and just pull in, draw in some 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 mama energy. And within three to five minutes, my foot would be skin color and not swollen. You know, so so it's kind of like, whoa, dude, this is real deal. You know, yeah, not just like subtle. No, it's not subtle energy. It's really like and. And, and so that was a massive springboard for me. Um, I've always been somewhat analytical by nature. Um, and so I just began just, I just, I, you know, no pun intended. I just dove, dove right in and, and, and just, it's been that way kind of ever since. And so it's kind of, it's kind of ironic. It's kind of interesting how, this foot, you know, burning off of all the skin, major life changing when I was 17 years old. And then it came full circle to where it, and it was, it's actually interesting too, is that skip back about three, four years before the foot, before I found that I could draw earth energy. Um, I'd been doing a lot of work. I've studied psychology in school and, and doing a lot of work on, on kind of acceptance, you know, getting through the Kubler-Ross five steps of grief right, kind of right. thing, you know, getting to that acceptance. And I remember I went and got hypnotized, which was about the most instant enlightenment magical thing I'd experienced up to that point. And I remember I'm sitting there riding my stationary bike and all of a sudden I was just like, wow, you know, like, it was like that moment of acceptance. I was like, I have magical feet and they're going to take me to magical places. And I found that it was the acceptance of that trauma was like the ignition switch. It started. And, and then all of a sudden more and more kind of awareness and more and more, um, phenomenon started. And so then it was like fast forward, you know, three, four well, what, years. What are some of the phenomenons? Like what would, what was happening that, like was the, a, you were as you were awakening to this, like what, like what were these things that were happening to you that you weren't it was, used to? I, you know, because I at the time I was partying like a rock star. Um, uh, definitely, like loved my whiskey and scotch and and <laughs> cannabis and, and anything else. Not anything, but like other things. And I remember I had gone to a show to see uh, Michael Fronty when he came out with this album, and I was just enamored with the music. And that night it was it was on fire. It was in Burlington, Vermont. He was just amazing. You know, I had maybe like a little bit to drink and a little bit of smoky treat. And I got home, you know, just after just having such an amazing time dancing and, and just really getting down with this music. And got home and was going to bed and all of a sudden I'm in my bed and it felt I had no context for any of this. Um I felt these like it felt like gears from my top of my head to my groin just like gyrating, you know, these massive gears, like all like interwoven. And I I, I literally felt like I was probably levitating on my bed. I don't know if I was or wasn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you might have been. And 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 just so so much information coming in, just like pouring in through me. And then I was kind of like, wow, you know, because I've been with my family in Chicago and I hadn't slept a lot. And I was like, wow, you know, like I haven't slept very much lately at all. Like I really kind of need to sleep. And it was almost like Star Trek or something. It was like, Ooh, you know, kind of. <laughs> and then it was just like done deep sleep. And then the next day started unpacking that stuff. And 
been unpacking a lot of it ever since. And then fast forward to like, that was kind of like the beginning was that hypnotism kind of moment. I felt like I, I only needed to sleep about four or five hours. I knew where everything was. It was, it was just like, it was, it, and things just didn't bother me, you know? And, uh, very hyperproductive, which at the time I was not, um, <laughs> and I mean somewhat, but yeah. not like this whole nother levels. And, but I remember it was, it was like people could say stuff and it just didn't, it didn't, there was no phasing. It was no like, like little eye, what I refer to as my little eye, like Dudley, you know, and then big eye is, you know, my true self to borrow right. from Ramananda kind of stuff. And, um, so then moved out to California, you know, things were happening, but it wasn't as, you know, and, and got to that sickness and, and to the BPI. And that's when it really clicked in, you know, that was like sec phase two. Right. And then it was like, okay, okay, well, you know, lots and lots and lots of phenomenon started happening left and right. Um, I mean, I mean, I can remember one time it was like, I got, I got, I, and I know now why it happened like this, but it was, I had a, my first period was after that initial kind of ignition from uh, studying the, the healing and, and, and I had gone to this healer, Chinese medicine guy that was just amazing in San Francisco. And, and he looked at me and he's like, Oh my God, you know, like you've got, you know, brain toxicity, you've got lung toxicity, liver, heart, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh. you know, he didn't even touch my hands or look my tongue. He's just like, you can see it. And he gets me back on the gurney and sees my feet. And he's like almost crying and like, Oh my God, we're going to have to cut off your foot. And, and, um, and from like deep within me, it was just sort of like, what didn't even, didn't even feel like it was me. It was like, we will heal it. And, and so then I jumped into the meditation and I was just, you know, not the most disciplined person at that point. Um, still probably not, but, but like I meditated running energy three hours a day, you know, it was like, I would wake up and boom, first thing it's like feet hit the ground, ground, drawing energy through the planet, drawing energy from the universe, boom, running energy in the shower, running energy, eating, running energy. And so I did that for about two months. I did drink all the kind of like the dirt and twigs that he gave me to make tea out of, you know, uh, the Chinese medicine stuff. I did do that. That was that was interesting. Um, was there an intent to the like the drawing in of this energy? Were you, were, was there somewhere specific you were like focusing in it or was were you just learning at that point how to handle it? Or, or yeah. what it even felt like coming through. Yeah, it was. It, I, fortunately, I felt you know I kind of I kind of found this group that's a um, very very you know Berkeley Psychic Institute in Berkeley, California is world renowned for what they do. Uh, you know, used to have all the alphabet agencies used to directly recruit out of there until they figured it out and told them never to come back. And <laughs> and so they've got a really good system that's then been kind of cookie cutter in a lot of the other developmental um, psychic awareness stuff. And that, so I really fell into it, a great crowd. Um, cool. And they taught us a really some wonderful stuff. And I, I'll never forget, like, I think it was the first class, getting through the first class like of, of Med 1, Meditation 1, which is all they teach you is, is how to run energy through your body and get it, you know, and essentially you're cleansing and balancing the mucky muck stuff. Um, and we're getting out of class and the widow of the guy who started it, she's kind of looking up at me 
and she goes, she goes, do you realize what a healer you are? And I kind of looked at her and was like, you just want me to take healing one, don't you? <laughs> no. And, and just, I, I kind of find a lot of, one of the things they taught was like amusement is like your most powerful thing, uh-huh. and like for when dealing with stuff. And so I find, I, I definitely like, I love humor and, and, and it's been a great ally. And um, during that period, kind of, I remember, I think it was meditation two, we were introduced to a healing guide and, um, and it was like, whoa, you know, like, holy crap, you know, it's real, you know, <laughs> and, 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 uh, her name was Mary, you know, and she became, you know, my, my first kind of like healing guide, you know, they, they're like, yeah, we contract them. They contract them through Berkeley Psychic Institute, you know, and I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. And, <laughs> And, and then that was like, okay, day one, you know, that was like day one and day and, and from day one, it was like off to the races, you know, um, very powerful stuff happening left and right, you know, uh, clearing going into a buddy's house after he helped me move in Oakland and, um, and the TV was on and we kind of entered the house and I was kind of like, huh, and he, he, he got all sketched out. Cause he was like, hang on, stay here. You know, went up to go get his gun, just, you know, cause he thought <laughs> in the house. And he's like, he's like, I know my, my, nobody's in the house. Nobody's been in the house because my roommates are all gone. And, and I kind of did a quick scan. I was like, there's nobody in the house. There's no humans in the house and there's no humans in the house. And, and so we're sitting there kind of just chilling and having a beer. I don't drink anymore. Um, but we're just drinking a beer after moving stuff. And the TV, he would go, we were, he smoked cigarettes. And so we'd go outside and every time we go in or out, the TV would be on or off. It was like, it would, yeah. And it was, it took two remotes. It wasn't like one button, two buttons, you know? So it's like, yeah. And, and it got to be where it's like three or four times, five times, you know, it's just like, he's starting to get freaked out. And I'm kind of like, what happened right here on this wall? And he just, he's Hispanic and just turned sheet white, you know? And, and he's like, you know, like the, he's like, yeah, one time I painted it and there was like this face that like, ah, coming out of the wall. And, and on the other side of the wall, he had timers for his, his grow shop. And it literally had crapped out like two or three times. And these are like hardwired timers that don't crap out. And, and, and then he goes up to use the, the bathroom and all of a sudden somebody jumps in. And I remember I was just kind of like, gotta go home and just go to bed. <laughs> And then I heard this little voice go, just run your energy. And so I ran my energy and that was like, I was like, and he came back. And I was like, dude, you got some spirits in this. <laughs> and, and he again turns like ghost white. And a couple weeks earlier, they had, they were going to put a pool in the backyard. And so they started digging and they found a house that had been a crack house that had been bulldozed and covered up. Oh, in the backyard. In the backyard. <laughs> and so... Um, they were, and cause I remember I was connecting with them and they were very like, they seemed very immature cause they were not very developed uh-huh. emotionally cause they're probably, you know, substance abuse issues. And, um, and so I remember then he had to go use the bathroom again and I, I was just like, okay, you know, like, come on everybody, you know, like, I, like, <laughs> I kind of just went like this and this big hole opened up and I was like, all right, you know, like you're surrounded and protected by love and you have an infinite well of love hardwired in your belly. Just go home. And then after that, he was like, nothing ever, nothing you know, ever happened again. Nothing, nothing ever happened. They were having a lot of weird kind of like stuff happen prior to that. And that was day two, you know, and that was about eight years ago. 
what, what do you think? Do you think uh, like something prompted him to do that drawing, or do you think his drawing brought the the energy? You mean drawing on the wall? On the wall. Oh, no, he was just painting with a roller, and it oh, came and it out just of, happened as he was painting. It was like because it was like a stucco wall, and he said it, he he painted over, and he's like, "Wow, it looks like there's something like screaming coming out of the wall." And and it and like embedded in the in the stucco, and he showed it to people, and people were freaking out, you know. Man. And and I and I just was like in a more of a kind of like start and heightened space, and was like, what happened right here? And it was just like, and I was like, oh, this stuff. You is could just feel that energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that was like, that was like the beginning of like such a a, a lesson about. Um, I felt like I got a schooling from creator, you know, the creator of all that is. And just kind of was like, okay, dude, you know, like, you know, we're going to shake you up. We're going to, we're going to wake your ass up because you're really asleep. And, or we're going to start the process of waking you up. And I mean, it's just been unreal. Like, I mean, that's, that, those are like tame stories, man, like really tame. And it's been like, a, it was a lot, a lot, a lot of phenomenon. Um, it still is, but not as much anymore. Um, but in the beginning, just so much stuff. Why do you think that is? You think you've just learned to control it better or to, to maybe your psychic protection is stronger than it used to be? Yeah, I, I think it, I think some of it, I think a lot of it was just, that's, that was how I was learning. I'm, I'm a, I'm a kinesthetic tactile learner my modality for learning is, is by doing you know show me how to cook a meal and it's like i can cook it perfectly almost and so i really learned a lot through um these amazing and, and i was really everybody who was around me look at my mess behind me oh, um, <laughs> and so so everybody um in that community in the beginning was like wow you are so psyched you know to be human you know and then all this stuff and a lot of it got like otherworldly, you know, for sure after that. And, and, you know, big stuff stepping up. And that was awesome. Now, one of the reasons I, I'll get back to your question was um, I started to look at that first you have like stage one, which is spiritual awakening, you know, uh -huh. and all of a sudden you discover that there's everything's alive, you know. Yeah. And it all has like a degree of consciousness and it's all interwoven and it's just this wild dance. And and that that there is enough to blow your mind. <laughs> exactly. Holy moly. Is it, you know, like and I so I got addicted to it almost. I have to say, you know, like, second experiences was like on, you know, really wild. Some of it just being like, I hope everybody gets their experience. And then some of it was like, I hope nobody ever has. Yeah, you know? Exactly. And. Um, and, but I, it was interesting cause I remember I was sitting there and I was doing a job down in, in Hayward and, um, these big white beings came in, you know, just huge, huge, huge. And they were like, Dudley, you know, you live in a subjective reflexive fluid reality. And then they like either removed a chip or put a chip in my head. And all of a sudden it was like, I could see a lot of stuff that I couldn't see before. And over time, I've started to develop a better understanding of what that means of the subjective reflexive part of, of, of this. It's, it's all just a mirror, you know, mm -hmm. and personally and then collectively, of course, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't 
claim to understand it by any means, like how that all works out. But I, I but I've, I've been taught a lot of that stuff, and um, so I got really hooked on like the the uh, the phenomenon. You know, it was like, oh, <laughs> wild that shit. Yeah. And 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 I. I it, and, and but then I started to I was schooled in in psychology and I, I started I remember they taught us this thing or at least the way I learned it was they call it the locus of focus and the locus of focus is like where do you get your fulfillment you know from where do you get your your louche you know energetic kind of like life force and the way they described it or at least the way I learned it was it can be external you know internal or a ratio of the two and so yeah it's like oh I've got you know this you know, hot girlfriend, hot boyfriend, you know, diamond ring, cool job, psychic experience, you know, and that fills my louche. Or it can be this infinite fountain inside. And and I remember during the period of like the beginning when things, when I didn't know anything, I didn't know anything about beings, didn't know anything about any, anything, no internet, just, it just was like ignition and like, let's throw it in like overdrive, you know, like and hyperdrive, you know. And I'm just in a state of absolute rapture bliss all the time. And, and you know, like nothing really bothered. And it was just like perma bliss. Nice. And it was great. And I know now why, because I, I had a lot of crap to del- delve up. So I had to experience that to get through some of the, the stuff that was coming. And, you know, kind of, kind of, because there's, it's a long, there's, I mean, I can go on and on and on. And uh, during that period, I remember I would go to like different places and I would, I would go alone most of the time. And I, and I had this mantra that I would just, I just knew it. It was, I'm surrounded and protected by love and I have an infinite well of love hardware in my belly. And I'd be like Walmart, you know, I'm as white <laughs> as it gets. If you're not, I know, you know, and I'm in Oakland and I'm just having people coming up to me being like, just wanting to tell them that they're telling me their story, you know, meeting gangsters, you know, and they're just like, what's up, man? Just so much love. And, at that time, I had just ameliorated all fear, and that was a beginning of what Creator was showing me was how love or fear. Obviously, we kind of know that it's kind of well documented that that's kind of our only option, and that our reaction will. The way it, I see it in my head, it's almost like those picture books. At least when I was a kid, they had these picture books where you open it up, and it's like you get to the end of the page, and it's like, oh, if you want to go in whatever you you get a choice choose your own adventure exactly exactly (laughs) whatever your choice is you go to a different page in the book Uh and that our emotional reaction had was similar to that book that's how they would kind of communicate through my subconscious or through my conscious was was that your emotional response would then dictate what page you go to and and how powerful our emotional responses are to things and at first I was like, oh, you know, get rid of the fear. But it's like fear is a really powerful teacher. And and it shows us kind of the shadowy stuff that we, we need to learn about ourselves. And so it's been it's been wild, you know, like, I mean, you know, meeting people that are super connected, you know, to like Hollywood, the Vatican, you know, that are all interwoven, through, uh-huh. you know, who were like, we love you. Come join us, you know, kind of thing. Isn't it and, crazy how how when you open yourself up that people just find you? <laughs> you know, like like you were saying, people just come up to you and and just will tell you their life story, just strangers on the street. 
as soon as you open up, as soon as you drop that fear, it's it, it's written on your face. Yep, yep, yep. Accessible, and I got to I got to talk to you. I got to be skinging uh-huh. it. You know, I remember one time I was outside of a friend's place in Oakland. They had the Third uh, Street Hydroponics, which was named in the in the East Bay Express, which is a little free paper. You know, the, the most successful hydroponics store in, in the East Bay, and um, I'm sitting outside. There's no one on the street. I'm on the phone kind of hiding, not hiding, but I'm like behind a big wall of like probably soil or something. And I see these guys come up in a car that, you know, their, their wheels are like 24 inches, you know, or, you know, and they get out. Two of them look like young gangbangers. And one is an older guy who, you know, I was hearing, you know, he just got out of prison. And I saw two of them tuck guns into their belt loops, you know, and kind of cover it. And they're walking in to go into this store that my business partner at the time is at the the till he's at the cash register and they're you know got a lot of people and and so i'm on the phone i'm the only person that sees these guys roll up i'm like all right let me, let me call you back and so i go in and there's like the cash registers here and then it's back this recess where a lot of the products are and they're kind of like back here and i just walked up to them to real gently you know and just kind of touched each one on the shoulder i was like gentlemen like they're really busy today I, I'm not working, but I, I know a lot of these products. How may I be of of assistance? You know, what can I do? You know, do you guys have any questions? And they all in unison look at me with this bewildered look, and they're like, we don't even know why we're in here. <laughs> and, like, and, and by the end of it. And you were like, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, 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 and so we chatted and they were like, do you guys have used equipment? I was like, we have this, this, this shop. You know, we do this thing on Thursdays, every third Thursday, and we get together and, the, and everybody brings their use. And, and by the end, they're thanking me and leaving. And they're just, I mean, and I was just like, wow, you can't make this stuff up. It's like, <laughs> it's just so cool. And I, I understand that there was a, you know, somebody was kind of like, I, I almost see that we're kind of like horses and we got, who's our rider, you know? Right. <laughs> And, 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 you know, maybe the writer was like, let's go in there and rob it. And, you know, over the next like three weeks, they had like three or four different times where people tried to rob the place. And because they were, you know, it was named this thing, and, you know, they were named the number one right. in East Bay and they had a lot of cash and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and so all these things really did teach so, so much about, um, I feel like it's a hyperdimensional physics, you know, which is our way of saying spirituality or religious experiences. It's it's physics, you know, right. and and uh, we just don't get it yet, you know, but we're starting to, and and that's where I've really dove in um, in a big way of understanding that, and a lot of those experiences really taught the the dynamics of kind of the M theory, you know, eleven dimensional Einstein four dimension. You know, humans live in four dimensions and then M theory saying, oh, we live, you know, we're at least in 11, you know, right here. There's a lot of extra bandwidth, you know, and that's where all the fun stuff kind of right. takes place, <laughs> extra seven, you know, dimensions. And um, and so I really studied that hard. But now I'm starting to see getting back to, you know, hopefully this is fallible. You know, people can follow this is, is that a lot of that I started to see that a lot of those experiences were almost like. The shiny gold ring or the, you know, the, the watch, the external fulfillment. And, you know, and then I kind of would go back to that in the beginning where it was like that Samadhi time when it was like this infinite well inside that I knew, I know now that I was drawing a free strong from this, you know, the, I see it now, I can see it sometimes in every human being that's like, 
we're pregnant with divinity almost. It's like this um, fountain inside. It's in every. It, it's hardwired into everything, and it's inexhaustible, and it's completely infinite, and it's you can't even begin to describe it. You know, the, the spoken Tao is not the true Tao, and um, and so then I started to look at it like the, with my training of or my schooling of psychology of like, okay, you know what? Those psychic experiences, they're cool. They've been great, but it's, I really want to cultivate that inner kind of source awakening kind of thing. And I see that's kind of almost the phase two is this source awakening. And then that started, it started a while ago, but it just, it, it kind of really solidified and got really strong kind of like around September is October or November ish of, of last year. Uh, huge, obviously September was massive, massive doors of God just opened up, <laughs> blasted the crap out of us and, um, challenging time for sure. But yeah, you know, I think for a lot of us, yeah. um, you know, cause that essentially was showing us our, you know, it's that smoky mirror, you know, to borrow from like four agreements, you know, that was that smoke. We were seeing smoke and all of a sudden this smoke's gone. And it's like, whoa, I got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, I think, you know, like, like you were talking about phase one, I think is, you know, that's those wow moments, you know, those, those, whoa. And it is very much a physical kind of a visceral feeling, but like, so what, you know, unless you're taking that internal, like you're just like you're, you're just ch it's the external you're just it's kind of just chasing a high almost to see exactly. those things yeah and, yeah it really is and i yeah. think and i think september was a big mo big wow moment for a lot of people that's left a lot of people since thinking so what or now what <laughs> you know and, and trying to put the their life you know back you know organize it differently so that different with different results occur yeah for sure you know, I, I do believe a lot of like I've I've, I've become really enamored with uh, a lot of different things, but like um, theta healing, you know, and that's that's kind of my primary because I work uh, with clients a little bit, and theta is just amazing, 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 and the way that we, the way that Viana was taught from Creator, is that there's seven planes of consciousness, and it's First is minerals, second is plants, third is us and animals, fourth is spirit world, fifth is like duality, heavens, hells, angels ascended, all that kind of fun stuff. Sixth is the laws of the universe, humongous place, uh, law of reciprocity, law of compassion, uh, which, by the way, for everyone who's listening, the law of compassion trumps all other laws. <laughs> it's a really good thing to know because um, it's really powerful. And then seventh plane is the law of creator of all that is and it's a it's literally like a non-judgmental energy there's no judgment it's just it's the only way we can try and and grasp it and so from that space there there is no good and evil there is no you know those are just those are smaller like fifth plane kind of kind of things the duality is fifth plane and from that creator space from this non-judgmental energy that's hardwired throughout all consciousness, all matter. Um, tapping into that is it, you can tap into inside and then you start to begin to tap into it all around you. And, and that source awakening 
holy free holies, <laughs> man. That's just the most beautiful thing. And that we have this, like, false self, you know. It's kind of like Dudley, you know. This ego thing. And 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 it's, you know, like, so it's a mirage, man. <laughs> and, 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 and then inside, there's, like, well, the real part is, like, it's that fountain that is creator energy and that's inside our whole i think there was a 14th century mystic christian mystic and he said you know my whole being is god but always remember my being is not god's being you know right. and it's really yeah and really powerful yeah yeah wow. and, and then the more that we kind of awaken that inside and connect and i've been given a ton of wonderful wonderful exercises that um, I'm going to have, I kind of took down my old website and I'm going to put up a new one and, and middle of writing a book and, you know, I do, I have a small healing practice and, um, it's about, it really is about that connection with, I, I call it my fountain, you know, and so uh-huh. it's just in, infinite fountain, you know, I, I go off the grateful dead, you know, cause I really, <laughs> dead. you know, uh, there's a fountain that was not made by the hands of men. It's a r- line from ripple. And uh, Robert Hunter and and Jerry and it's just so profound to find and and connect with that and then when you connect with that fountain all of a sudden it's like the small self ego it's like our reactions are turned it's like a volume ten oh maybe volume <laughs> one you know and and then you get to 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 start to taste that kind of Christian Murphy way of describing that the highest form of intelligence is to witness without evaluation. And uh, I think that's where we're going. I think that we are just starting to get to the um, the age of self-realism, self-realized human beings. And that a lot of like folks like yourself um, and so many people around this planet are in their own, of course, variables to get to that place. But it's all kind of leads to connecting with that amazingness, indescribable amazingness that's inside of us um, and all around us. So. Exactly. <laughs> so, 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 like, what are uh, like, if, if someone's listening and they're they're in these beginning phases of awakening and they're really connecting with these things you were saying and the phenomenon that's happening to them, like, like, what next? Like, how? Because the the question I get and the question I've been getting a lot uh, from people is is how do I, how do I, what, what do I do next? Like, what do I, what's next? Like, I know that I, that what I'm doing doesn't work for me, but what's next? And it's, and, and so what's next? Get a good set of tools, you know, like grounding cord, um, realizing that just like you brush your teeth, hopefully every day or, or, or wash your body every day, you, we need to wash our energetic bodies and that, the whole thing's a mirror. Everything that bothers you about the world or another human being is you. Is what we refer to, what, what Jung would call the shadow ego, which is everything that we repress or deny about ourselves. We are made in the image of our creator. Our creator created everything, not just light worker stuff, you know. Right. All of it, light, shadow, it's all us. And the more I had an experience that was, you know, definitely love to share, where started to, I remember I was kind of like reeling from 
going way up and having like really crazy stuff going on. And, and I, all of a sudden I, I found somehow this Deepak and gosh, what was her name? Debbie Ford. Um, and they put out this thing called the shadow ego. And I was like, Whoa, what is this? And really started digging into the shadow ego and, and, and really following that. And, and so I was like, all right, I'm going to have a ceremony. And I had a, I brought a chair and I, I called in my shadow ego and felt this presence come in the room. And right as that happened, I'm in a house in Northern California inside an air conditioning, a whole night. And right as that presence comes in, this big flock of blackbirds just drops in the backyard, you know, like 20, 30 birds just drop in. And so I am just like, I am so sorry for being so ignorant and, you know, for ignoring and repressing and denying you because you are me. And, and I, I just was really like heartfelt, like really sorry. And as soon as I stopped talking, the birds erupt and I hear like, you son of a bitch, <laughs> just cursing me up and down, you know? And dude, this went on for like 45 minutes oh, back. Man. Back and forth, back and forth. I'd stop talking. The birds would go crazy. And I'd just hear all this, like, screaming at me, you know, <laughs> telepathic. And skip forward about six months. like, and, and right before that, then my family had some challenges, which were classic shadow. And I find myself on the East Coast, and I'm about to go to bed. And I'm, I'm, I'm about to go to bed, and, and I this really powerful, dark, black, and red energy comes in the room. And I'm kind of like highest self. And that's another thing I would say is connect with your highest self. Like that's your best guide. Um, it's kind of like your quantum future enlightened self. Um, highest, go to the highest one and, and connect. Um, really powerful. Like do it with a pendulum in the beginning if you need to, muscle testing, however you need to do it. That's really powerful. Um, and so as this red and black energy comes in the room and I'm like, hi, itself, is this like the king of the demons? You know, I, I hear laughter, you know, like, like, no, Dudley, um, you know, you've been turning demons into balls of light for a while. This is you. This is you. This is a part of you that you've denied and repressed yourself for probably eons, you know? And, and I was like, oh shit. You and know? now face yourself. Exactly. You know? And so I was like, all right, suck it in, man, suck it in. And so I took in, you know, as much as I could, which was definitely by no means the whole thing. And I'm like, I felt like this schism where like half of me is like, you know, like just cursing God. And then the other part is like, help, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and so then just like settled in, went to sleep. And the next two days I was a little, little off, not awful, but just a little off. And then that third day was like clarity, like I hadn't experienced um, up to that point. And what I was shown kind of later after meditating on it and asking, you know, creator what was going on was shown it's alchemic. It's like turning our lead to gold and the furnace inside will take that repressed and denied aspects and then turn it into light. Everything is light, you know, and the shadow is merely forgotten light. That's all it is. It's not, there's no, there's no darkness. It's just forgotten light. Um, but that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, believe me, like this fall, it was like, Oh my God, this doesn't seem like forgotten. Like, you know, <laughs> um, very, very powerful stuff. And, 
Um, but that's just how powerful I think we are. And and these other energies are there's definitely some powerful energies out there. No question. I'm not I'm not trying to deny that there are such powerful energies out there. Um, but I, I truly believe that the world is the way it is right now is 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 because a lot of people don't own their 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 shadow. And so that shadow is running amok. It's like, you know, the young kids in the neighborhood that get together and go and, you know, knock over mailboxes and, <laughs> and, and it groups together in some lower whatever fourth. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. And, and then reflects, you know, because it's all it's all matching reflections. And so then it the, and then some other, you know, something from somewhere else, you know, whether this universe or another comes in like, oh, that's a match for me. And so then it, it brings that. And so to me, the, the, the way to really turn things around for ourselves is shadow work as well as for the world. Because then this part of us that I don't want to say we're causing it because that's just like that can that can be challenging for the ego. But that the more we take back ourselves and, and integrate it, it's like yeah, it's amazing how our lives turn and change and and and. Uh, and how the, we will notice how we affect our environment in really powerful ways. Um, that's I, key. I think it's really important too, and just listening to you talk too is is uh, to like what were you saying to yourself as these things were happening, as these birds were for letting you have it? Was there at some point where you like questioned your sanity? Is there at some point where you think you could have turned it off and just stopped believing it? Um, like, why do you think you're able to pick that up where other people can't? Like, do you think it, it, it has a lot to do with just allowing yourself to hear it? Those are like those are really tame experiences <laughs> um, compared to some of the ones that were before that. Um, there are some that I'm definitely not going to discuss because uh, I make it with a phone, like or over a glass of tea or something, but like not on the right. Just, just way, way, way too intense, you know, which will put people, most people probably likely in a straitjacket. Um, and I think I got a lot of help. You know, I think I've done this before. Um, I, I know I come from this planet from the beginning, but I know I've been off planet a lot. Um, I mean, I've seen so many UFOs, it's ridiculous. And, um, and so I, I, I truly believe that uh, it, during those times when it's really heightened and, and, and things are going nutty, I'm getting so much extra help from the universe. Um, I have faith in in humans, in, in the human spirit, in God. Um, it's, it's beyond de- definition. Um, it, it's beyond anything I, I even knew I had, I guess. Um, I, I think I've done this before where I've come to planets like this and, and helped in a situations like what so many of us are doing here. Um, I know, um, and also it's mostly like, there's, there's a couple experiences that, that happened where I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not saying I want more, but like I got through that. I know I can get through almost anything. Um, you know, that were just like, whoa, you know, like no bearing looking on the internet, trying to find, you know, nothing. You right. Know. Cause nobody's talking about it. <laughs> right. Right. And then talking to certain people. You know, they're like guru-y type people and they're like, who are you? You know, like, <laughs> what? you know, like, wait, you know, because at first I was like, you know, just like, whoa, you know, like uh-huh. what just happened? Um, but I think that we, the, the key is, is just, a, is, is Maharishi, I really love like the masters, you know, I love Ramananda, Neem Karoli, 
Lord Christ, you know, the Buddha. Um, Ramananda, one of his devotees, was just like, you know, why is the world the way it is? And, you know, like, and all this stuff. And he's like, creation is perfect. God is perfect. And the the devotee was kind of just like, wait a minute, it doesn't look like it. And his response was, if you're identifying with the body or the ego, you know, then of course it's not. But that's not what we want to identify with. We want to identify with that fountain inside, that 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 pure source. And I remember when I started doing this this one meditation, I'm going to put it out there on the um, internet um, as a guided kind of thing because it's really cool. And after about five, four or five days, I don't know how many it was, but after doing it for a couple of days and really getting into it, um, that, that night in dream time, it was like, uh, I remember we were, it was like a pool hall, like a gang. And then we went down this level and there was another pool hall and, uh, we were kind of like ruffians and, and, and all of a sudden everybody's kind of scared and this big, big, huge black, um, orky looking dude, uh, just like tapped me and was like, I want you, man. You know, it's kind of like, you know, put up your dukes and, and, um, and I remember I was wrestling with one of the guys. I was like, I can take him, you know, and, and uh, getting ready and then woke up. And I was like, oh, that was an intense dream. <laughs> and and uh, the next day went and, and grabbed that same big black, you know, black as night, orky looking dude and was just like, come on, let's go to the fountain. And he was kind of like, okay. And, oh, I asked. I was like, do you want to go meet the fountain? And, you know, want to get permission? And, of course, he was like, yeah, sure. And that took a little bit of convincing. And I remember I was like, just stick your finger in this, in this fountain. And he put his finger in the fountain. And then the finger was just like pearlescent white, just glowing, you know, and he, this being was just like, what's going on here? And, and kind of pointed at the water and there was no residue in the water of the, you know, of like, like the coalish exterior of his body and queried. And I was just like, this energy doesn't judge you at all. It loves you just as much as it loves any saint, messiah, or anything. It's literally a complete non-judgmental observation, discernment. Um, and, and so then we got in and bathed. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, drank it. And then he kind of like disappeared and was just part of me. And so that was part of that more of that alchemaic um, process of, of turning my lead to gold and 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 that's that you know it, it doesn't happen overnight you know because there's just so much to us um we're made up of you know to, to write your story you could stack you know from the floor to the ceiling with encyclopedias and fill your house and you'd still be like okay man this is like you know half, not even half my story because there's <laughs> you, know, you got your family library your dna genetics you got your past life how uh -huh. are you know, you got your soul. You got this life, which the, they study the neurophysicists. They say, or the neuroscience say, the conscious mind records what we're communicating with now records 2,000 bits. I don't know what a bit is, some metric of information per second, and that the subconscious records between 200 and 400 million per second. <laughs> From like, you know, the minute we hit our body, it's like, okay, turn that RAM drive on and turn the hard, turn the camcorder on. And, and a lot of like our, our stuff is buried in, in that subconscious. And so we are so vast. So it's like, 
having compassion for ourselves key. I like I like that idea of, of going in and uh, finding your dark energies and leading them to your own inner light. Yes. <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's a great uh, image. It's fun. It's, it can be challenging, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's so worthwhile. Um, and we all find our own processes. And the one thing for the people, everybody out there, you have one job. We have one job. That's it. One, one job. And we may have more jobs after that, but the one job is to infinitely, unconditionally love ourselves. Love ourselves, every part of us. And for what we are, which is the intricate, essential aspect of the infinite divine, however we want to do, even go into defining the un, indefinable, undefinable. And, but it's literally like, and we'll find that that's not necessarily, oh, yeah, of course I love myself, you know, but it's like, we may discover parts that are like, whoa, that, that's not so lovable. Mm. And and it's almost diving into those parts that are not as lovable is where it's like, <laughs> that's the major, you know, fast forward stuff. Um, yeah, I love talking about this. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. How, I, how uh, just, you know, before we wrap up here, you know, because a lot of people, um, you know, we, we talk about enlightenment and we talk about ascension and there are these words and they're they're coming to it. But it's like, what does that mean exactly? It's not so much that you're walking around as this glowing being of light, but like, but n knowing what you know and existing in your knowing, like, how, how has that affected just your daily, everyday life? Like, like, how does it make you know accepting your knowing and 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 knowing what you know what, what, like what what how do you go through your day you go i mean how do you battle your demons through the day or, or do you not anymore are you at a place where you can accept everything as it is oh i accept everything as it is and and uh the i, I think it's the the diving in um a couple years ago i had an out-of-body experience where Set the computer and they're like, hey, can you can you slide away from the computer? Sure. Can you drop into your heart? Sure. And as I did that, my my chest went green and my body turned white. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, there's my body. There's the house. There's the earth, you know. Yeah. And then I'm like cruising through space, space and then landed in front of these like in front of this like council of universal, like multi-universal kind of beings. And and I remember I was kind of just like, you know, of course, my ego is like, who are you? And and I heard back very quickly, like, we don't even want you to be in your head and think. We want you to feel who we are. It's just it's tears just streaming down my face. And they they said, Your job your your job is exactly that, is to love yourself. And the more that you when you really you will know it when you unconditionally love yourself. Because every person in your life that you come across, especially family members, because they have a lot of triggers. Uh -huh. and, uh, <laughs> they know the points. And they know the points. You know, <laughs> is that when, when you're really making progress, you'll find that it's just effortless to love everybody and everything. And, every, and, and you start to see perfection in the whole thing. And it's a, it's a job, you know. And, and they gave tools and, and a lot of – I've gotten a ton of, like, different things to assist with – working and I have I have a great set of tools that I use. I do these things I call them heart curls, you know, it's just my cheesy name of like exercising my ability. It's like I want to get bigger biceps, so I gotta do curls. It's like I want to love more, so I gotta do my heart curls every day. And so I I go and I think about this dog named Daisy. She's transitioned, but I was like, Thank you, Daisy, I love you, you know. She's just an amazing, amazing soul. 
And then I take that same energy. Thank you. I love me. And I bring it back. And I do this just circular. And then after a while, your your heart chakra is just cooking. And then when I say I love me after I'm getting going, you know, I'm going through family members, friends, you know, like the earth, you know, Ma and Pa, the whole, you know, the Pope, you know, like Obama, you know, and, and I'll see the energy shooting down and up and kind of lighting up all the chakras. So it's like, you know, thank you. I love me. Shoo! You know, like shooting down and up my spine, hitting the crown, hitting my eighth, you know, going who knows wherever and then going down to the third and fourth. And I think it's, you know, really realizing for everybody that's, that is starting this waking up process is, you know, loving yourself and knowing that it's just a mirror, you know, and, and that, you know, everybody wants to, oh, it's the reptilians, man. It's the Illuminati, man. You know, like, no, you know, like they are merely reflections of, you know, our dividedness. And, um, you know, and I'm not saying we want to jump into that kind of stuff because it's like you, you don't want to go and play with a bunch of like, you know, you want to be careful of like, especially in the beginning, you, you really want to get that solid foundation of love um, and not start jumping into Illuminati stuff because like whatever we put our attention to expands, you know, exactly. Um, and, and then it, you know, the higher we go, it's like it starts to notice us back, you know. And and that's that's what happened to me at least. And and, and uh, you know I've I've noticed too just like with social media just in in uh, just being in choosing who you follow on social media wisely like you can cut the shit out like you can live a, a positive enlightening existence without putting attention on the dark. And that's what I like about your uh, you have a nice positive uplifting Instagram page with with. Uh, those positive messages <laughs> and uh, um, this has been great. So I, 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 what, uh, so, so what are you, what, what if somebody wanted to, uh, this is just really hit, resonating with somebody. What's the best way to, uh, to follow you? I, I know you're on Instagram. Are you also on Twitter? I, I, well, I have a Twitter, but I don't haven't used it. And that was, I'm writing a book and I call it humanity rising um, but the Twitter account is in pretty much deact. It's just I haven't. I'm the same it. way. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I'm. I'm, gonna, I'm. I'm actually feeling it now to, to be much more. I'm getting pushed. You know, that's like, okay. dude, come on, get out there. Um, the my Instagram. I've got a Facebook page. Um, uh, Facebook is just my name, Dudley Riggs. Um, my email is healer. H e a l e r one three seven at gmail <clears throat> gmail.com um i am i love talking about this stuff it's like what i'm here for and i it, i am i am of service to you like if you have a question just shoot me an email and i will get back i will it will be my honor and highest privilege to be able to assist anybody who's going through stuff and i do I, I do. I had a website which I would tell people to do, but it, I just neglected to pay the bill and they took it down. Well, you know, um, there's other places. You know, websites are kind of start putting out YouTube okay. channel. Perfect. You yeah, should. yeah, yeah. You yeah, should. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to do YouTube and and tie it all to a website. I'm trying to get DudleyRigs.com, but somebody owns it. Um, but I'm going to contact them and. Um, and your Instagram is do right one three seven one three seven. One three seven. Yeah. 
do right one three seven. Um, and you know, I can you can direct message me through there. I can give you my my email. Like whatever I can do to assist anybody, man. I, it is like such an honor to um, to be able to take some of these things that the universe has been so generous and be able to hopefully assist somebody uh, somewhere, um, and and so that they can avoid some of these you know crazy ass pitfalls, you know. Or at least understand them as they're happening. If exactly. you can't avoid them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. I guess that's part of the you know the rite of passage almost. But uh, yeah, have a deeper understanding. And but there is some that you can like. One thing I can say like to uh, to before I before we wrap up is like really making everything an offering, um, and that almost gets us in touch with that that fountain and that fountain that is everything, and. Making it an offering, oh, I am the life force of the universe with manual dexterity and taste buds. Oh, my food, this is for you, creator, you know, because this sushi tastes so good or this, you know, whatever it is that we're eating, you know, no no, no judgment on the, you know, whatever you eat. And um, making an offering and then make our triumphs an offering, make our breath an offering. And then we come upon our challenges, make that an offering. Come across our suffering make that an offering to creator and watch how, how it's, it's so much easier and, and our solutions just are presented right to us. And it is brilliant. Cause then it's, we're getting in touch with that universal energy that is everything. The whole thing is just one, you know, <laughs> yeah. enormous, you know, and there's subunits of course, but, mm-hmm. but it's it, at the, at the base of the whole thing, it's just, this like, I think it's a feminine, you know, kind of nurturing, energy of one you know oh, i agree <laughs> i agree <Young>. you know. <laughs> well this has been awesome this has been awesome deadly thank, thanks so you thanks for being the uh the first guest at the virtual campfire of hobo safe camp <laughs> <My pleasure. laughs> uh, it, uh, it's been uh it's been awesome really thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy so far with the way the experiment is rolling and uh i can't wait to talk to more people but this was just a great way to kick it off thank you so no, thank you presenting this i've been loving all your other stuff you put on um and what's the hobo camp the hobo safe camp is well we're right right now it's it's pretty much a hashtag you know the the goal is to eventually be be a place Um, we're raising money we actually have been kind of in in work like things are going a lot faster than we expected and and like land has just been manifesting like like this land like just use the land and so we're trying to do uh, spiritual retreats and things like that so um awesome. but but for now we're just we're just hobos on the virtual plane very cool <laughs> astral <laughs> hobos astral hobos <laughs> i'm in, I'm in uh, nor- north san diego county okay right on so it's like encinitas encinitas uh, just barely just you know where um temecula yeah, yes, yeah, I'm just yeah. in between Temecula and and, uh, and Sanitas. I'm, 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 yeah, that's a beautiful. Yeah, yeah, just we're in avocado country out here. Cool. I used to live in Ocean Beach for a little bit, nice. and, and uh, first go around and then moved up to Northern Cal a while ago, and uh, but now I'm in Maryland. Um, and I, you know, and I do sessions. I am I'm I love working one on one with people if people are interested. Um, I kind of at this point do it donation based, whatever they feel is right. Um, but I do, you know, I can do, I work over the phone and the woman that I have studied with, uh, Viana, I mean, she's literally has doctors referring 
people that are dying and they will be through an hour or two of her time, they will be healed instantly of cancers, everything. Um, and then the doctors will become her students. I mean, like, Whoa, are you kidding me? Like, like you know, like mind is just so beyond. That's what it's data amazing. Yeah. That's what data is. And she's literally, she's done that same thing to people that are dying, to like tens of thousands of people all over the world. She's in 132 countries now teaching. There's, there's 250,000 of us around the world, all positioned, who are doing theta healing and teaching. And now I'm, I've just, I studied with her last summer so I can teach it. And uh, it is the it is it just is so amazing what she's doing and what she's bringing and what we're capable of of doing, Um, especially once we kind of like connect with creator and and start to work out our own stuff. That's awesome. I'm I'm excited to see how it all unfolds and how it all it grows. Yes, 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 yes. yes. um, In the beginning creator or I don't even know who it was at the time, but I now now know said, cause it was, you know, it's, it looks pretty crazy out there and, um, said, look, man, it's done. It's already done. And the, the analogy that they used was, it's like when you guys invented electricity and it took 30 to 40 years or however many years it took to integrate it into the system. Cause you had to lay the wire, you had to take the steam, uh, belt driven, factories and lay wire and all this infrastructure had to be done so that this great invention that really propelled you into a a whole new level um, of your civilization. But it took a lot of time for that one invention to be then implemented across the boards to to where we are now. And they kind of were like, it's kind of like that. It's already done. But now it just has to settle in. And and, uh, how we get there is, you know, people like yourself doing what you're doing and, and all the people that are listening, doing what they're doing. Um, and then we get there that much more, uh, smooth, <laughs> <laughs> right? A smooth rollout. <laughs> yeah. A smooth landing. Yeah. <laughs> right on. We're right on. When my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through, when my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through, if you tell me that you love me, I'll be coming back to you. 